on the first episode of Relo Elo. Right now, the, this event is, it's the only thing that matters. Uh, unfortunately, I cannot. The team and I have got um, Nothing else matters until I get the commitments. I'm a little bit concerned that come Tuesday, we're not gonna have, I heard the place holds 60 people, and that, that scares the out of me. What? There's three people there, like three. I don't know what to say other than like, I felt like my ego just got smashed. You can take a cheetah out of the jungle, but you can't take the jungle out of a cheetah. What happens when you drop a loan officer into a brand new city they've never been in before with the goal of $2 million in production within their first 90 days? You're about to find out. I'm Casey Knowles. And I'm Nick Carpenter. Starting August 1st, 2021, I'll be putting my reputation and mental toughness on the line to put myself through the rigorous journey of starting over in a new city without a single contact while documenting the process along the way. I'm betting that I can create a plan any loan officer can follow to build a big business. With the plan I put together in one hand and a cheetah juice in the other, Casey will take the plan to the streets, find opportunity, and see if it's still possible to achieve your dreams in America. You know, a lot of people have asked me why I'm doing this. I think it's kind of come off as a shock to a lot of people. I, you know, just a couple years ago, honestly, I was living behind Walmart in a new area. I was completely broke and, you know, I've kind of broken through some barriers and, and become somewhat successful for being new. And then to kind of take all that and risk all that to try something completely different, it's been a little bit of a shock to people. So the reason I'm doing this is because the first is I hear a lot of people, they don't really believe there's opportunity out there. Um, it's like, makes me shake my head. I'm so optimistic about finding opportunities each day, I think, I think it'd be cool to like demonstrate uncovering a few. Maybe some people, you know, they'll see how I did it and think, yeah, I could do the same. The second, uh, it's, you know, Nick Carpenter gave me the tools to become successful in a new area. He's helped me so much, I feel indebted to him. I'd love to follow his program live and like show all the doubters, you know, that this dude's real. You know, he has the brains behind all my recent success. And I like to like duplicate what I've already done, but document it in real time. I met Casey originally in 2019. He moved from California to Colorado and he moved to Loveland. The guy is a freaking workhorse. Nobody's gonna outwork him. And so when he came to me and, you know, in 20, basically beginning of 2021 and had this idea of partnering, it was almost a no brainer. The, the thing is people have come to me before trying to get me to do a deal in a mortgage company and stuff. And it just never felt right or made sense to me in the past. But just seeing what Casey was able to do in uh, Fort Collins and Loveland in that market and just like he closed like $52 million his first year by himself. And as a company, Ticket Mortgage closed about $100 million in their first 12 months. So that's super impressive. You know, selfishly, you know, the third reason, I wanted like a do or die situation. I want to feel like something was on the line um, to help develop like my mental toughness. I knew it was going to be harder than I'd expect. Like I told myself, you know, prior to this, I'm like, it's going to be harder. It's going to be harder. Like expect it to be harder, you know. I wanted to get through like whatever I had, you know, to get better. Um, and also kind of measure like where I was already, you know, with like my development or my personal toughness. I'm only going to be measuring my success based upon my inputs. You know, did I, uh, did I do what my plan called for? There's gonna be opportunities. Did I uncover those opportunities? Did I pursue them or did I shy away from them? You know, did I make big moves? 
this, this program is going to call for big results, so for me to accomplish that, i got to make big moves, and that takes, it takes some fortitude. If I win, I'm going to show other real estate professionals what can be done in 90 days. Hopefully, I'll show a lot of other people. Um, I'm also going to have like a proven program for loan officers who wish to work with me. You know, selfishly, this program, it will be proven and it'll be a good recruiting piece. So if, if there's a good loan officer I'd like to work with, I can show that I have a path, like a successful path that's proven. You know, if I fail, it's just going to be because I didn't do what I was supposed to do. Um, any failure will 100% be internal, you know, until, until you ask me this question, like I never even considered how to handle that. Um, to be honest, I don't see it as an option. Nick Carpenter, he's my partner in my mortgage company, Ticket Mortgage. Uh, he's like a marketing mastermind. He's the, the best I've ever known. Uh, I met him through a company that he owned called the Legion of Loan Officers. He helped me get from zero to 50 million in production in my first year. And he did that in ways I never would have thought about. He's, him and I are like polar opposites. Um, he's kind of like the wizard behind stuff and I'm kind of like the muscle a little bit. I'll go out there and I do the work, but if I just use my muscle without his brains, like it just wouldn't be the same. So he's helped me like cut steps, be more efficient, leverage things, and which enables me more time to get deeper with relationships. He's, um, we're completely different, but he's become a great friend. Uh, I trust him. The best part is he's got a great heart. He's just a super nice guy. So. Um, I couldn't find anybody better really to work with or to have in my corner and be in the back scenes. Relo LO is inspired by Undercover Billionaire. And you know, they've had two seasons now, watching what Glenn Stearns did in season one, watching, to me at least specifically, what um, Grant Cardone was able to accomplish in season two, I thought was epic. And we watched the show, and you know, Casey also loves the show alone. And so I think this combination of alone and the idea that he could come to Colorado Springs basically by himself and what could he accomplish and and then a, a mixture of that with looking at Undercover Billionaire and what they were able to accomplish in 90 days. Oftentimes I think people overestimate what they can do in a short period of time, maybe you know a day, a week, one month, and they underestimate what's possible to accomplish in three months. And so that's what we're here to prove is what can we do, what kind of business can we build over the course of 90 days we're, you know, obviously we're using Casey's real name, using his real social media profiles. So it's a little bit different, but we're building a business long-term. You know, this isn't just a TV show or some challenge for us, although it is a challenge. But for us, this is about building a long-term business that's gonna be here for a long time in Colorado Springs. And so it's exciting just to see what we're gonna be able to accomplish over this 90 days. If I could go out and show that just an average dude like myself can go out and make some massive action, take some massive action, and have some massive results in 90 days. I would think that if 10, 15, or 100 people saw that and go, you know what, if that clown can do it, like I can do it too, because that's the, it's the freaking truth. Like it's the truth. You wake up and you take some huge steps, there's gonna be some results. And so outside the real estate industry, I hope I, hope I change the minds of some people that think like, to open up what they think is capable for themselves. That'd be freaking awesome. Talk about getting off to a rough start. Unforeseen, I had an appointment with a back surgeon because um, I've been having a lot of back pain. 
And so the plan was to drive to Colorado Springs today and to get the ball started, to follow the plan. Uh, Nick did his part, he sent me the list, but when I got my list, I was still in Northern Colorado. And so I wasn't able to drive to Colorado Springs until uh, tonight. And that put me a full day behind from the very beginning. We are uh, just left our house and going to Colorado Springs. That's Nick. Yeah. So uh, got the car packed up with a bunch of, bunch of stuff, cables, cords, computer, some clothes, and uh, some cheetah juice. And we're gonna go make a run at this thing. See if uh, see if we can make something happen. Man, it's Tuesday and I completely, completely, I didn't blow yesterday, but yesterday got blown because I, I wasn't able to get to the springs uh, until the end of the day. And obviously I got a new house and so I'm like trying to set the house up and make sure that I have my basic what's needs in happening? order. Got the MTV Cribs or what's happening? <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, well, welcome to the house. I um, was trying to find a place to stay down here and it, it was like impossible. And so we were, look, I mean, it was so bad, I was even looking to uh, rent an RV spot and put a fifth wheel on it. So uh, last minute, got a hold of this guy, guy's name's Scott, and uh, offered his house to me for three months. And uh, it's, it's pretty awesome. I'm not like super grateful because as soon as I got here, like everything was completely done, it was furnished and, and uh, ready to roll. And I was even able to bring my dog, which was pretty cool. Anyway, come check it out. So there's my office for the next three months. I plan on turning that desk into uh, a profitable business. And I got my monitor and my computer and my phone and I think that's all I need minus you know meeting some people Got my kitchen which is like completely stocked um, when I say stocked even has food in the pantry so let me bring Nikki and that's her pad there but today is gonna be hammering out Monday yesterday and today and trying to get as many of those items checked off so that from the very beginning my task was to do the items on the list and I'm already behind so I'm responsible for that and so I'm gonna be working double time to try to catch up so I have my list from uh, Nick from yesterday and it had the, there was five or six items there that I had to complete. And then I have a new list for today. And so the, you know, the plan is basically is just hump day. I need to get done as much as uh, I can from both lists and uh, just do my part. I'm already a day behind. Uh, it was unforeseen, but it is my responsibility to pick it up. And so that's what I'm gonna be doing. So today is Wednesday the 4th. Um, I did roll into town on Monday on the 2nd but that whole day was pretty much traveling. And so yesterday was for the most part, my first day. And, uh, you know, for the first day, I think we did really good. We, uh, one of the things we're doing, we call it a Facebook five, five, five. So trying to go on Facebook and make five comments that are, that are relevant friend requests, five people, and also send some DMS to five people. It doesn't sound like a whole lot, but if you find the people that you're trying to, that you want to work with, then, and you make contact with them. I'm usually trying to find people that have a similar interest. So maybe they have a German Shepherd dog or they like to go shooting or race cars or something. So if I have a commonality, even though it's five people, those usually turn into pretty long conversations. I am 100% focused on my inputs. I'm not looking for, at least for the first couple of weeks, I'm not looking for any results at all. Uh, it's gonna be hard enough 
for me to do what I'm supposed to do without having a metal warfare game going on that I can put something off or do it tonight or do it in the morning. So every day, the only thing I'm focused on is what I'm gonna get accomplished today. It doesn't matter what happens tomorrow. It doesn't matter that yesterday I missed. What matters is not only just today, but before noon, before the next hour, like right this second, what am I doing? So my entire focus is on the present. What am I doing right this second? I worked all day yesterday. I had a pretty long day. And at the end of the day, like I wasn't emotionally tired. You know, I wasn't trying to sell anybody anything. I, I worked probably 14 hours yesterday because I was trying to play catch up from not working the day before. And I was physically tired, but I, uh, my emotions were great. You know, if I spent an hour trying to sell something on the phone and cold call people, um, an hour or two, I'd probably be exhausted and feel beat up. But at the end of the day yesterday, I felt like I made, you know, 30 new acquaintances. And at some point, I'm probably gonna have a pretty good friend in there. I mean, I got, I got a hold of one guy yesterday and next week we're going shooting together. Like he was into long range shooting and I have some long range guns and, and uh, he wanted to do some stuff for, for October for a hunt and so, I said, hey, let me, I got some of that stuff. Let me bring some stuff out and we'll go shooting. And, and so, I mean, if I never get a deal out of the guy, I could care less. We're going shooting together. So, I mean, that's, that's my attitude and that's why I don't get tired. Like, I just don't get exhausted like that. Looking uh, into Colorado Springs, the housing thing was kind of a big piece. I needed a place to live. I needed a place to work out of. Uh, I originally looked into getting an RV space and putting a fifth wheel there. The problem with that was the internet was going to be super shady and I was concerned about running to town to, to be on the internet, which I need to be on the internet constantly. So uh, funny enough, I ended up getting a hold of this guy who had a house for rent, uh, which is the house that I'm, you know, that I'm currently in. And yeah, by chance, we're talking so about dogs and different stuff that we have in common. And he turns out to be a Keller Williams uh, commercially. Uh, well, Friday night, this week, I'll be heading back. Can we, can we, can we do something next week? <laughs> yeah. That's awesome, man. I appreciate it. All right, buddy. All right, bye. So that's the landlord of the house, which is cool. So when I came here, I didn't know where to stay. So I was going to stay in an RV park and the fifth wheel I was going to buy fell apart. They couldn't, they couldn't ship it. So anyway, I got on the phone. I found this house to rent. And after I agreed to rent it, of course, we started talking about German Shepherd dogs and Czechoslovakia. And he goes, well, I'm a Keller Williams commercial agent. As I'm soon like, man, that's awesome. He mentioned that even uh, though it was commercial. Yeah, I mean, I knew that he would know people, know contractors. Uh, he'd been in town like over 20 years. And so not only was I able to get like some housing in town that had internet and that was like, like perfectly suited for what I needed, but he also turned out to be a contact. And uh, that was a bonus. You know, you walk in, you know nobody, and then you hear something like that and you're like, you know, things are happening. So it was pretty cool. So upon talking to Scott on the phone, my landlord, talk about meeting nice people I met as soon as I as soon as he found out kind of what I was doing like he opened the doors and was just like hey you should come into my office and and you should pitch you know and um, man I love that that's great you know I really appreciate that but it, in all honesty like things like that make me feel super uh, uncomfortable guilty you know I don't like the greasy salesperson thing and all the business I get generally is just because you know it's the relationship 
And that relationship, the way I like to start it is by kind of like giving first. And so, you know, when he opened the door and said, hey, come in my office and pitch, uh, the gift was he opened the door for me. The gift wasn't I could pitch. And so by him saying, hey, you could come in, I'm like, you know what, that's perfect. I, I, I accept, I accept your offer. Like he offered me a glass of water and I'm like, I'll take it, thank you. But I, I wasn't, I told him I'm not gonna come in there and pitch. Like, that's not gonna go anywhere. But I did say, look, I'll take you up on that, but once you let me come in and kind of find out what you guys need, maybe I can do a class and maybe I can help you guys. If I can help them, help them get more business, then I feel like maybe I kind of deserve a piece of that because I actually helped them create it. So it's a little bit different than, you know, you could be like a passenger or you could be a partner. And if I'm a partner and I help you create business, I don't mind taking a piece of it. But I just wanna walk in there and like get a handout because I'm like the new kid in the block. Good morning, it is Monday, the first day of the second week. Last week I spent a majority of the time just trying to get some infrastructure set up. I started a Google My Business uh, listing and whenever you do that, you have to wait about five days for them to send you a postcard and when they send you the postcard, they give you a code. You punch the code in online and then that way they know that you're a legit person and there's a legit address and so I did that to start a business listing. Got the code in the mail. So I'm gonna be able to put that into the website just to kind of activate the business in this town. I also had prepared some, I got some personalized note cards and uh, the idea on these, I'd like to get to send out 20 a day. So if I can make you know, 15, 20 contacts of people that I'm grateful for and send them letters thanking them. Last week I met with AJ at the title company, for example, met with somebody at a restaurant, uh, the landlord that I'm staying at, and then a couple of realtors as well that I made contact with. So I wanna send out like 20, 15, 20 per day. Uh, the main reason is just so I'm looking for things that I'm grateful for, and then acknowledging that, sending the letter out. Uh, it's kind of a nice touch, just another way to touch people uh, and not ask for anything. It's Monday and my event is in two days. Right now, the, this event is, it's the, the, it's the only thing that matters. If I don't get people to the event, then I don't really have anybody to get belly to belly with to get to the next step, which is like kind of going deep on a relationship. If I can't meet them, it's impossible to go deep. So uh, the end of last week and today, I'm supposed to, on my list, I'm supposed to get 10 people to commit to going to the event. Hey Weston, my name is Casey Knowles. Uh, I sent you a couple messages on Messenger. Hello? Hey, it's Casey Knowles calling, how are you? I'm doing good. I am calling to make sure that you're going to go to the event on Wednesday, 10 to 11.30. Tell me you're going to be there. Uh, unfortunately, I cannot. The team and I have got stuff to do before our client event this weekend. And it's been really difficult. I mean, I could send out 100 invites or I can make 100 phone calls, but to get an actual commitment has been difficult. Joel, this is Casey Knowles with Ticket Mortgage Calling. How are you? Hey, buddy. How are you? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I um, We have a meeting on Thursday, but I, I have a class that's being taught on Wednesday on some Facebook edge ring stuff, and I was going to see if I could get you to go or get some of your teammates to go. Team members. Wednesday, what is that, the 11th, right? Yeah, it's 10 to 11.30, and it's really good. Let me just, what time we drop off the bus today? 
Yeah, we could probably stop by. Uh, what side of town is it on? Because I have to drop my car. Uh, ridiculous. I have to drop my It's car. been a lot of, yeah, I think we could be there. Uh, tentatively, we'll be there. But for me to follow the list and come through, it says committed. So I don't know that I've successfully, I know for a fact, I haven't successfully done that because I haven't had 10 people each day say, I commit to coming. So I've kind of failed in that aspect. I'm a little bit concerned that come Tuesday, we're not gonna have, I heard the place holds 60 people and that, that scares the shit out of me. So if I go there and there's 60 chairs and there's only 10 people or 20 people, you know, that's, that's not good. So today and tomorrow, tomorrow I'm supposed to like verify they're all coming. So in all reality, today's like the last day I can get commitments for them to come. So this is like the last day as far as I'm concerned. So I have other stuff on the list that I'm supposed to do and I'm gonna do, but the truth is, is getting a hold of people and having them commit to going is like my only focus today. It's 100% of my life. Um, nothing else matters until I get the commitments. Well, it's the second week. It is Tuesday afternoon, about 4.30. The event is tomorrow, our first event is tomorrow. It's at 10 in the morning. So getting traction here, you know, we connect with people, uh, start to build some sort of a relationship. Definitely want to get them to this event. The event will help in a couple ways. One is obviously it will be face to face. So kind of start seeing if we get along, you know, if um, individuals there, if we click, if we can help each other. What's difficult is there's a couple of things. One is, you know, I've been here one week. So to get people to show up to a class to where they believe that they're gonna, you know, find value at this class is tough. There's classes all the time. Loan officers, um, title people especially put on classes over and over and over again. And so if you're a decent producer, you generally don't go to these classes very often. Um, you would, but if you're really busy, then, you know, if your business is busy, there's not a whole lot of need to go somewhere and potentially learn from people that know less than you do. So. The people here don't know if I know anything or I don't know anything. I've only been here a week. And so my biggest concern is, is getting people to go there. I don't think that they're gonna think I have anything extra offer. The truth is I do. The partners that I have, I'm able to, I'm able to help them make more money every year, make more contacts every year than they would do without me for sure. I think that's more than an average loan officer. And so when I go with the intent that I'm really gonna help these people and help put money in their pocket, they're just not gonna see it. And so my biggest challenge is I gotta, I gotta get to a point where they let me in to where I can actually help them. If they don't let me in, I can't, I won't be effective. So this class is important so they get to know me. We'll start sharing some value there. If that goes well, obviously I'm gonna invite people to a one-on-one -on -one lunch and then find out what they specifically need. And then once I know that, then I can really start helping them. My task today from Nick is to follow up and to confirm either via text or, or email or messenger that they're coming. I've been shooting messages out. Um, I've had more people kind of telling me that they probably that they're gonna try now than you know, yesterday it was like, yeah, yeah, we should be there. And today it's like, well, I'm gonna be kind of at the other end of town and so we'll try to be there. And uh, it's making me super nervous um, because, you know, yesterday's 25 and now, now I'm getting feedback that people aren't super excited. So in all reality, you know, I think what I'm offering or how, how I'm selling this probably needs to be adjusted for next time. 
Uh, I've done this before where I've, where I've offered leads or buyers or different things of value. And this time it's been more of on a training approach. And so depending on what happens tomorrow, I may need to make some adjustments for next time. All right, it's, uh, it's Wednesday, it's game day. Right now I feel great. Like the, the work that I had to do to get people there, that part's over. There's, there's no more worrying about that. Um, there's no more focusing on what could be or should be. So right now, I know I'm gonna have to get in front of people. It's super hard for me to talk in front of uh, public and get, getting up in front of people. And so between now and the event is all about me getting in the right headspace, making sure that when I get there, I like make good eye contact, I'm friendly. And, um, and so I have no worries right now. Right now it's just, it's pump up time. I'm excited. There's gonna be enough people there. We're gonna go make it work. And uh, I'm just excited to kind of finally get belly to belly with some new people. So one of the people that I called to be at the event, you know, when I called her, I'd sent her a couple Facebook messages and she never replied. So trying to get people there, I found her phone number and I gave her a call and I'm like, hey, you know, you haven't replied to my Facebook messages, but we have this event going on. I want you to be there. And she said, well, you know, I just closed four deals on Saturday. And so I didn't really have time to get back to your, you know, to your messages. I'm sorry. And anyway, me with the opportunity thing, I'm like, wow, four deals. That's awesome. Um, if you're that busy that you can't answer your messages and stuff, maybe we can help you out. And so it just kind of sparked an idea that, you know, I asked her if she'd come to the event early. I could talk to her about possibly using a VA to help take some of these phone calls and emails to help free up her time so she could do some more income producing stuff. So I was able to find somewhat of a solution to that. And she, she bit. She's like, yeah, it makes sense. I mean, she's a smart girl and, and uh, it, it was a solution to her problem. So, um, you know, at the event, I had her come 15 minutes early, which was kind of cool. Um, I'm I was chatting with her, everything's going good. And it was a quarter till and the conversation got going. And then I looked down at my clock thinking, man, we're probably getting pretty close. And it was freaking 10.05. And well, you know, it's 10.05, I'm looking at her, she's great. But then I look around and there's like nobody else. There was one other person sitting down and I thought, oh, like now what? We have a full, film production crew there. I have a title company there. Nick drove three hours to come check it out and hang out. Um, I had spent a week on the phone getting people committed to freaking being there. And, and then another straggler walks in. So there's three people. Um, I don't know what to say other than like, I felt like my ego just got smashed. You know, we got all these people we're actually filming the show. This guy's gonna go, you know, make a bunch of money in 90 days, and there's nobody there. So, you know, um, it was it was unsettling. Made me feel like kind of somewhat of a fraud. What? There can three people there? Like three. But uh, again, Nick was there, and so you know we have this podium and everything, and we both we talked real quick, and I said, hey, you know there are three people here, and I just did a little bit of a mind sh mindset shift, and realized like, look, man, this isn't about you. Like this isn't the Casey show. You know the, the ideas. I said I could help people. I could said I could help them do more business, make more money, and it doesn't matter how many people came. Like three people came. And so those are the three people that were open to a solution. We shifted gears, we said, forget the podium. We pushed a couple tables together and we just all sat down. So there's three people sitting there and I don't know what their expectations were, but I'm pretty sure it wasn't 
sitting in a room held for 60 with three people in it. Um, we slid the tables together, and while we're sliding the tables together, I was feeling a little bit nervous as well. And uh, my dad had told me this joke when I was a little kid. It was super freaking corny, and it just came to mind. And so I, you know, I told him this story about there was this pastor, and it was Sunday, and it was kind of raining outside, and this this uh, rancher showed up, and he was the only one that showed up. And so the pastor goes, "Hey, you know, Mr. Rancher," he's like. You know, whenever you go out and feed the cows, like when one, when one cow shows up, do you still feed the cows? And the rancher's like, yeah, of course I do. And, uh, and so anyway, pastor had him sit down in the pew and he went through everything and just, you know, hammering the Bible and going through his entire sermon and the entire thing start to finish. The guy goes to leave and shakes the pastor's hand and the farmer said, you know, I told him I feed him, but I don't give him all the hay. You know, the truth is, you know, telling that joke, I don't think it was for the three people that came. Um, I needed a mind shift, a mindset change, and that enabled me just to turn this down to like, look, now we're gonna sit together. We're gonna like almost break bread. We're just gonna like have a chat. I know I had value to offer. Nick was there as well. Nick is a ton of, you know, wealth of information. And so um, telling that joke just helped me like chill out a little bit. Uh, I was able to tell it, relax a little bit. I had better eye contact. I was having a better time. And it was just something that was kind of needed to go from this, hey, we're gonna have this big event to we're gonna sit down and we're gonna break bread together. And, you know, sometimes it just takes that. You just have to like take a step back and, and realize like, it's not about you. You know, it's not, you know, it's about somebody else. And so, you know, by making that shift, it just kind of gets you in a new frame of mind and allows you to move forward in a uh, productive way. We hosted our first class, kind of disappointing turnout, only have three people there. But what's awesome was the conversations and what we were able to accomplish out of that meeting. I received a whole lot more value than I expected in learning how Facebook really works, um, learning how to get more engagement, learning tools to use on my, both my business and personal page. My favorite part about the entire event is the prospect of creating a book for buyers in Colorado Springs. I think that Casey and Nick are adding great value to realtors and they sound like a really fun team to work with. And I think the more they get out there and the more people they meet, that they will do exceptionally well. I think there was a lot of knowledge that was provided and stuff that can take and increase your return of investment as far as lead generation. I think taking and looking at the back end and seeing how you can take and utilize Facebook to increase the market and where to go to increase that platform. I think they're going to do great in Colorado Springs, um, especially providing loans to the VA buyers and they seem very knowledgeable and able to take and get stuff done. I was raised on a cattle ranch by my dad. Our, you know, we got the mail four miles away. Uh, that's where I got had the school bus also. That was our nearest neighbor, four miles away. Um, rode the school bus to town. It was over, it was like an hour and a half morning and, and getting home. I had to ride the high school bus. Uh, it's kind of like how remote the ranch was. But when I grew up, it was just my dad and I. And he, you know, he worked from sun up till sundown. He didn't have any help. Um, they didn't have any money. The, the 
food we ate was out of the garden, the food we ate was the beef off the ranch. And so growing up with him where he did everything and I didn't have any kids or neighbors to play with, uh, TV to watch, it was pretty much all about just tagging along with him. And so as I got older, you know, he would, he would allow me to go out and to work and to fail and, and uh, he wouldn't save me. And so, you know, where we lived, there was hard pan and the hard pan was like concrete. And so we would go out and, you know, I probably built about 10 miles of fence. And in this ground, it was so hard that I may only be able to dig one, like usually two holes a day. And so he would take me out, he would drop me off with a water bag, I'd have a bar, I'd have some clamshells, and usually just some gloves to like scoop the dirt out because I couldn't even dig enough to use the clamshells. But he'd come out and he'd drop me off and I would work for three, four hours. He'd come back, he'd sit there with me with a bag of water, look at the hole and be like, yeah, it's damn hard. But he wouldn't, he wouldn't save me. He wouldn't do it for me. And uh, growing up with him was like that. He, we worked, the, the work ethic that my dad had was unmatched by none. And having that example growing up makes a lot of other things very palatable. It's not easy but no one's coming to save me most of the time. And so you just have to go about it with that attitude, like nobody's coming, so you just gotta get it done. And the sooner you get it done, the sooner it's done. It sounds super simple, but if nobody's coming to save you, there's no reason to put it off. On the next episode of Relo Elo, the next thing that's gonna happen is the social event. I'm having like a social event here on the 26th. I wouldn't be surprised if like 60 people showed up. It's just the response has been really like, everybody's like, yeah, I'll see you there. If they say they can't be there, I kind of push back a little bit and they're like, you know what, I can make it. The number of people that have come, it's not as many as I thought, but like I thought in the beginning, the way this space is, it felt just right.